Hey, yeah. Justin. Yeah, yeah, Frank. Hey, Justin. Hey, Frank. Um, hi. Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I have to tell you something. Okay, what is, what is it? Uh, it's something I've never told anybody, so you have to feel very special. I I feel honored. Hey, hey guys, guys, I'm here too. You're also hey. telling me. <laughs> is it okay if Tom hears? Tom's just sitting in the corner, like at the end of Blair Witch. Um, <laughs> Do you want me to cover my ears? Justin, I, I just have something. It's really personal. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay, I'll leave. Jesus. When I was a child. <laughs> All right. I was raised by a sect of warrior nuns who also taught me how to use a sword. And then I grew up and became Australian. Good day, mate. Even though I I wasn't Australian before that. You son of a bitch. (laughs) You stole my bit. Good day. (sighs) Wait. Uh, Justin is Dom DeLuise laughing. Ha ha! Engage! So we are here um, to discuss Star Trek Picard, episode four? Mm-hmm. Episode four, directed by our buddy, our favorite, Jonathan Frakes. And written by showrunner and famed novelist Michael Chabon, who I'm going to have words with. <laughs> okay. Um, I think Mark Frost, uh, co-writer of Twin Peaks, uh, should uh, start a new show uh, directed by um, uh, Jonathan uh, Frakes. And then on the side, they can have a... They can have a a rap uh, career, and they could be called uh, uh, Frost and Freaks. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. I knew where you were going with it, and I was still somehow disappointed. <laughs> like I could, I saw the punchline coming like a fastball, and I still like I felt deflated when you got there. I don't know how. Okay, so this episode starts. Uh, with uh, 14 years ago. This episode ago. farts. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. It starts 14 years ago, um, and Jean-Luc Picard uh, has to go to uh, uh, Rivendell to uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To so, start his new career <laughs> uh, genetically um, uh, uh, cloning dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has engaged the Gringo protocol <laughs> yeah. at the beginning of this episode, turning up in his Hannibal Yes, he Lecter. has, man. His John Luke Picard Gringo protocol. His, uh, for some reason, only vaguely different uh, linen suit and fucking Panama hat. <laughs> He's dressed like a pervert. He's dressed like a rich pervert. Like he's he, on he, his way to Little St. James Island. Yes, he's dressed like a, a sex tourist. <laughs> it's, and then he yeah. It's a it's bit, very goofy and I like it. It's a bit unsettling. Uh but we yeah. we have a um I, I think an af- effective scene. Uh setting yes. setting up um the soft Picard that uh i i think this scene goes a a good amount of the way to justify one of your issues uh tom which i agreed with which is this is a different picard this is a softer picard and i think this uh scene kind of i mean i would i had to do some of the work in my own head 
but you can see how maybe one data died and now he's working on this true humanitarian uh thing he's mm. he's become softer and like he he found a surrogate uh son uh in um Australian boy. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> he starts American, becomes Australian. It's, it's odd. Uh, okay, so I, I had one con- point of confusion with this scene. I'm not sure about you guys, but like, I kind of later on when they revealed that this sect of Romulan warrior nuns uh, uh, deliberately have no candor or or misdirection in their speech, they only speak mm. their mind totally genuinely with no filter. Uh, I kind of went, oh, because at first I thought, this is just really bad writing in this dialogue. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah, say no, how no, I feel about things. Yeah. Uh, it, no, no it's deliberate. Yeah. That was a thing, but that didn't quite come across um, at first. And then he's having a weird, weird father son, uh, silver spoon, jump over the moon, cat <laughs> Stevens moments. <laughs> With this kid, uh, reading him uh, freaking Three Musketeers, mm-hmm. that uh, perennial children's classic. Uh, <laughs> that's a th- like two thousand years old at that point, right? Like <laughs> that's thousands of years old. Would it still even exist? Uh, Picard is a terrible gift giver. He's kind of like me. He in that is. He, he gets things for people that he likes, <laughs> <laughs> and like forces the kids to offense. <laughs> Yeah, they have they have a pretty rad stick fight. Okay, can we talk we about do. how and why there are so many swords in a uh, future space? <laughs> swords are cool. Swords are cool, Tom. 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 What? Swords are cool. I mean, they. <laughs> I, and like, there's precedent for this with the Klingons, but like, there's also precedent for space swords having to be really bizarre looking and have the middle part cut out of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these were just yeah, like, batlets never made any sense. I mean, that's, I, I don't know. We do, we do get some sweet sword fights in this episode. <laughs> yeah. We have cool sword fights in this Star Trek episode. I, I liked it. <laughs> I mean, look- uh, there is a, he. So he fights the little kid, and <laughs> he gets a tra- uh, transmission, and uh, yeah, he fights a little kid like Robert Downey, uh, uh, Robert De Niro in this boy's life. He's fucking putting Leonardo DiCaprio through walls. <laughs> um, uh, he gets uh, a call from Raffi, and he goes, "What do you mean, sins have rebelled on Mars?" I watched Citizen uh, and- Kane last night for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I want to be like, that, you You have no evidence that the synths blew up Mars. They'll believe what I tell them to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I know a little bit about people's public opinions. I'll Ms. send Raffi. you to Sing Sing Geddes. <laughs> sing Sing! Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he beams away immediately, and the little kid looks real fucking sad about it. He's like, come back, space daddy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think back space dude. That's our episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was, it was sloppy and awkward, but I liked the scene and it set up like, like your first time. John <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luc Picard covered in rivulets of semen. <laughs> Jesus. 
I think it set up nicely some stuff that's going to happen later in the episode. We just narrowly missed a spit take. <laughs> and, and I think it effectively introduces uh, this new character. So we, we go back on to uh, the Millennium Falcon. Which, how yes, that's big what I'm is, calling it. How big is this ship, by the way? It, it looks small. From the outside, it's fucking TARDIS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, what's yeah, it called? I, well, maybe I'm just used to the Enterprise. Well, yeah, I think it's like 40 miles long. What is this? There's got a lot of empty space in it. <laughs> I think it's a freighter. I think it's meant for yeah. hauling shit. Well, I think it might be like a luxury liner because we find out what the, um, which we'll get to, the uh, ethnicity uh-huh. uh, morphing uh, helper guy is a, um, what's he specifically? A hospitality hologram. A hospitality hologram. So I think it may be, which I, uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that. But well, like, let's get to it. So I, I think that's the next scene. Yeah. It is the next scene. And also, I just found out that that hologram is also Santiago Cabrera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. actor who plays the pilot. Yeah. I didn't realize that at first because when he's doing that hoity toity <laughs> accent, uh, well, the first time around, I was like, there's no way he's that bad of an actor. My brain got tricked into thinking he was different. <laughs> I think uh, either this show doesn't communicate concepts too well, or I got uh, my second Nostradamus point of the series, which is he indeed has a different one for every mood and scenario. Yes, yes, including yeah. he has a slightly gay uh, theatrical director one in the uh, holodeck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um... So he's doing the hologram in this one. Crucially, they all have to have different accents, apparently. And he's not a good enough actor to pull it off, unfortunately. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Was that was um, that chick from uh, that BBC America show uh, where she plays like 17? Uh, Orphan Black. Black. Orphan Black. He's, he's yeah, no Orphan, Orphan Black, Black, baby. <laughs> yeah. A show that everybody told me was great. And I couldn't get past like the fourth episode because it was just too Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You watch it and everything seems a little bit off and it's like, oh, it's Canada. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's apologizing too much. So we're 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 in the the holodeck that it has. Well, no, actually, before that, it's a scene, isn't it? Between the the captain and Allison Pill, Doctor Pill, which is the first time. Which I don't I don't fully understand your issues with the episode, Frank, because this is the first time that we're getting any sort of character from Allison Pill, and I think agreed. Yeah, it proves it proves that the issue. I think the issues with the previous episodes were the writing, and and yeah, well the. It does some stuff well, and I actually like these scenes here. Mm-hmm. Um, and also Dr. because, pill like, being a pill, eh? am I right? <laughs> the show, what I'm appreciating is the show knows that the pilot character is real fucking goofy. <laughs> yes. And it kind of leans into it. Like, he's always chomping on a cigar. Yeah. Um, he's just, like, parodically taciturn. Like,. <laughs> He's a parody of like the taciturn space captain guy. Yeah, which I like. Yeah, and he's he's reading a book of like, uh, yeah, philosophy. existential. It's a it's about life and death. Yeah, which he yeah. he was reading in the first episode mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. um, or second or third. I don't know. Uh, I I kind of this is I'm gonna sound like a fucking angry neckbeard who uh, wants to uh, <laughs> dox. Uh, uh, Kathleen Kennedy for 
or what's her name <laughs> for what she did. You did time. always hate. You did hate the Last Jedi. I did a lot. Uh, and one of my criticisms is sort of like Alison Pill in the scene is kind of jarringly contemporary in her mannerisms mm. and speech. And she not, uses she uses a phrase. What was it? That was way too contemporary. She was like, yas, queen. And uh, <laughs> and uh, catching up on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like yeah. she, she saw the book he was reading and she was like, hashtag big mood. Uh, so, um, yeah, no, it was a little jarring. And uh, uh, um, well, I mean, it's no more jarring than when like Jordy would like breakdance on the next generation <laughs> well that's that's kind of my point jordy never jordy never broke it down on on the uh nc-17 or wait no. <laughs> oh Ooh, babe i kind of wish he kind of wish he had i don't know i've been looking at i've been watching lots of interviews with the cast of tng and lavar burton is fucking adorable oh, oh god yeah that visor was not he's doing a, him any and he is also a brilliant actor who you don't realize mm-hmm. like how good he has to be at performing when they take away his eyes. Like he can't emote with his eyes. Yeah. And mm. he's still giving a, a really good performance. And he's got these like doe eyes that anyway, not not to get distracted, uh, that she was like, she was Daystrom Institute. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe that's like kind of, I doubt it, but maybe that's kind of a thing in the Star Trek universe that like people on their enterprise were like the alpha dog number one in their field to make it onto the flagship of the federation of starfleet uh and that's why they were all kind of reserved and seemed to lack individual traits and uh uh quirks and things like that which made barkley so uh (laughs) so you know stand out so much uh but like you know i kind of you Maybe I don't know too many, uh, you know, PhD experts in cybernetics now, but I, I feel like they're even a little less uh, quirky. Well, I, I think that's going to be a continuing theme throughout this episode and the season in that um, even though things are getting less serious, um, it's making it more entertaining and even if it doesn't have the same same Star Trek feel as like the next generation had, I'd prefer this over them attempting to capture that that stoic feeling because done wrong, it's just boring like you like you see in like the earlier episodes. Yeah. So I'm like I'm all for like this drastic character shift uh in in Dr. Pill. Um Hmm. If it's if it's more just entertaining to watch, I'm enjoying how we're refusing to learn anybody's names. <laughs> yeah, we've just made up names for everybody. <laughs> I I think um I think we're now onto the holodeck. Yeah, yeah, we're we're back at the chateau. Cue the concertina music again. Did they just spend so much on the set design that they just want to get their money's worth? <laughs> Honestly, I yeah, it, it wasn't until this scene that my the thought process was oh they're just getting as much as they can from that set and and that made me think yeah that's a fucking beautiful set absolutely oh, yeah. fucking use it all the time <laughs> which is the most star trek thing in the world yeah too. <laughs> like you reuse the hell out of those sets man mm-hmm. uh Maybe it's going to be like the uh, Cafe Nervosa or Central Perk of their space adventures. Mm-hmm. This is where they go to hang out. <laughs> it's their 
it's their casual common area. <laughs> if, um, if there's a holodeck episode where they actually have a holodeck with Central Perk, that would make my life. Or not Central Perk, uh, Cafe Nervosa. Uh, Kelsey Grammer shows up. Uh, David Hyde Pierce shows up as holograms. Oh, I'd love it. Oh, they were, they oh. can redo the famous Frasier episode where he mistakenly dates Patrick Stewart. Oh my god, that's a great episode. The, the classic episode. Alright, alright, alright. Back, back on. So, so we're back to the holodeck. There's a, there's a new gay uh, hospitality man. Um, it's goofy and fun. Um, but then the rest of the scene goes on and I think I think it was another great, uh, some some very good writing. Yeah, they're basically just kind of setting up the current situation as uh, so they uh, after the flashback, which takes place on Bespin. No, it's it's uh, Banksy. Oh, oh no no no, it's uh, Vashti. Vashti. Uh, Vashti Bunyan. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because I saw Vashti and then some like beautiful like guitar music, and I was waiting for. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, they uh, decide they're going to go to Vashti Bunyan, and uh, and then they kind of they lay out the situation, which is that you know since the resettlement. There's been factions and ethnic strife between Terrans. I love the use of that word in sci-fi. I do too. Uh, Terrans and uh, Romulans and various others and crime. Sort of like kind of what we're familiar with with reading the news these days, which is a pluralistic multi-ethnic society in a power vacuum breaks into factions and warlords take over and we find out that a warlord in an old bird of prey kind of patrols the planet like a big boss bad situation uh, and they, they need to get through the security and uh, so they can snag one of these warrior nuns uh, to protect Picard. But but it's also um, uh, Rafi uh, Rafi knows Picard so well that it's like you also want to see uh, Australia, boy, because, you, uh, you know, he is the face of your failure. He is the personification true, true, true. of your failure. Um, Justin, you're, you're talking me into sort of liking this episode. Yeah, it's it's well, I mean, I'll save it, but it's it's good. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking me into it. Um, so then we are on to the Borg Cube plot, the subplot with uh, Dodge 2.0 yeah. and Hugh Grant Lannister Romulan. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, is Gaius, Gaius Lannister <laughs> is his new name. Gaius Lannister. Is, Gaius is, Lannister. Is this the scene in bed first? In his no, bed? No. This is the scene where she's looking at a testimonial from yes. the former Romulan doctor who got assimilated by the Borg. Uh, she was a part... And this is where it's revealed that nobody knows why that one ship was singled out by the Borg. Yeah. And uh, everybody lost their goddamn minds so, after assimilation. Uh, um, they did this thing, which it was kind of cool, but, like, they they stuck with it a little too long for me, which is they, they had... It's a hologram thing, 
so you can see through it, it's transparent, and the face of the lady in the footage lined up perfectly with Dodge 2.0's face, mm-hmm. but like a little too much, and they just kept dollying in on the shot, and or zooming in, and it went on for too long, and eventually I was just like, oh god, am I having a stroke? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't focus on anything. Just a small complaint. Like, th- that's one mm-hmm. complaint I have with the show, which is a lot of these scenes... I kind of have to, when I remember them, I like them more because watching them, some like the cinematography is like a little too flashy. And for me, it's like distracting. It kind of gets in the way. Sometimes I, I'm reminded of the shot of Picard uh, um, reflected in like the, the clock or whatever. The clock, and it's like, cool shot, bro. <laughs> yeah. This 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 doesn't add anything. Even the, even the first scene the flashback scene where he's walking into the nun thing and his uh his anthony hopkins at the end of uh hannibal uh, silence of the lamps silence of the lamps uh there were all these like circular dolly circumference orbiting shots when we're just trying to get through some emotional dialogue and i was just like he's like here i have a book for you then it goes into like bullet time (laughs) like a la the matrix as he hands it to him you know It, it doesn't but uh, I'm any- going to have an old friend for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean I'm going to have an old friend for lunch. I think I think you mean uh, Chianti. <laughs> would you would you? Yeah, fuck that's me? exactly how he sounds. Tonight. I'd fuck <laughs> you. You you went you went from uh, uh, French steward to Adam Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, now do French Stewart as Adam Driver. <laughs> no, no, Star Trek. Okay, so we're we're are we? Be- oh no, no. Okay, and and okay, so yeah, she gets some more cryptic shit, mm-hmm. and then are we in the bed? <laughs> I want to talk about the bed. We are. Yes. Okay, okay. So she straight up is like rubbing his dick. <laughs> this is this has gone beyond, um, like creepy flirty shit and there's like full on physical touching so they're they're definitely not out the same <laughs> vajayjay <laughs> or maybe they are and fucking well she like they are so what it what i'm trying to say is like it was a really hot fucking scene <laughs> <laughs> what at first seemed like an acting choice on the part of the two mm. actors to give them a weird sexual tension is now revealing itself to be part of the script yeah like, or maybe jonathan frakes she actually like she like chokes him a little bit and oh, like, yeah. puts him up against the wall yeah like it's getting as i there, said man ha. <laughs> <laughs> but well so before so she goes and she threatens him and and grabs his boner or whatever uh but before that the scene that almost killed the episode for me uh where uh, Gaius uh, Lannister. Uh, uh, Lannister. Gaius Lannister is like, let me show you a secret uh, Romulan oh, uh, or yeah. Borg thing. I think that's the next scene. Uh, but I, I love that scene. Yeah, we can we we can go to that. I just want to yeah. say one thing about the sister. Yeah, being on the boat, space boat, space cube. Uh, 
what is she doing in like the days and weeks in between? <laughs> she is fucking hiding in uh, in weird <laughs> Borg tunnels, and it's the most TNG shit. I love it. I love her well, because she is straight up a TNG villain, and it's awesome. I just I just feel like she's in like some empty corridor reading a magazine and firing a disruptor at the wall for like six <laughs> <Yes>. hours. <laughs> She's reading a magazine entitled How to Sexually Terrorize Your Brother. <laughs> Just some SM, SM Dom shit. Uh, so we, then we have uh, kind of a weird scene. The last time I felt this level of weirdness <laughs> this was scene. watching late season House. Mm. Kind of like, let's oh, have the characters familiar. have fun. This is the first. This scene is the first time I buy and like the Hugh Grant character. I've I've just found him boring and uninteresting. And and this scene and the previous scene he's come alive to me. Did they have to I have I mean it's goofy and like and dumb. Don't get me wrong. Did they have to <laughs> so have Hagar Delilah playing in the background? Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> What happens is fucking Gaius Lannister is like, "Yeah, you know what? Let me show you this fucking secret Borg area." Uh, take your shoes off and oh what's what's the secret Borg ritual thing that we're gonna do we're gonna slide on the floor and uh, 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 what's it's called the, the fucking Peter Gabriel song uh, uh, god damn it uh, Salis Salisbury Hill <laughs> Salisbury Hill starts playing yeah I, I, I think it was a, a kind of a necessary scene to at least for Dodge 2.0 to this was the first time I was like, yeah, I kind of buy it. The first time we see them, uh, he says, my parents are dead and let's fuck. So they do that. And then he's just being nagging her and and uh, and gaslighting her. And it's like, OK, I, but this it's goofy and stuff, but it shows like a level of fun that I can buy. Maybe she might be actually falling for him. You know what I mean? And and I, I now realize that we do have the scenes reversed, that the scene came first because uh, he does an important plot thing, which mm. is uh, he contests. He, he says a thing from her past that uh, yes. you came on the ship. But yeah. then he goes, I looked in the records and there's no such thing. And she's like, are you calling me a liar? Uh, that she was on a particular ship to get to the Borg cube. Which, of course, she wasn't um, because and, she's a freaking Right, and he was like, snatcher. yeah, I checked the flight logs. You weren't on it. And and we it, the the whole deal is, is revealed, like, straight up that he is trying to break her down mentally, neg, neg her so that she doesn't... Um, What's it called? Activate as a feminist. A and yes, <laughs> activate. So he's trying to get her to understand that she is a robot. Um, without like, killing everyone, like all men, Robert tries yes. to get women. He's, he's trying to feed her the red pill, <laughs> um, um, so she doesn't, so that he can find out where everybody, where the rest of the synths are. That was a good Matrix analogy. <laughs> um, and and I I liked it. It's it's goofy, but it it's very silly. Um, you're making you're. Talking me into not disliking it, though, Justin. God so, damn it. So I think there's a brief scene on the bridge um, of the space boat 
as they're trying to get to Vashti and send Jean-Luc down with the, you know, space complication that they have to wait for a window and the productive, you know, grid or whatever. Uh, I, is anything to... I think we see a little bit of tension between uh, the actual captain and Jean-Luc where he's, like, ordering people around and he forgets he's not that. So yeah. That was a cool scene. He gives an order. Uh, he says... At the end of the episode, he gives an order and says, beam her aboard directly. And then he realizes that he's not a captain. I yeah. think you mean and he like, beam her aboard directly. Uh, could you uh, beam me, bead? All right. Uh, directly. All right. This, this bit is getting tired. <laughs> so so, he, beams, um, he, so he, he, but he catches himself. He realizes he's not a captain. And he actually, like, you see Patrick, and I don't know if this was in the script or if this was Patrick Stewart. You see him stop himself, yeah. correct himself, and say, like, you can give that order if you want. Right. You know, it's a really, I like that bit. So I thought that was really cool. He beams down to Vashti and then uh, he flashes back to me when I met, went to Montreal with my Duolingo French <laughs> <laughs> and was just standing in the middle of the city and went up to random people and went, Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just going up to random Romulans just saying uh, <laughs> yeah. Romulan hello. <laughs> Like an old man and yeah. ignoring him because he's just some random <laughs> yeah. old dude just going, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Bonjour, it's, aubergine, it's, it's it's implied just, that like they all know who he is and and dislike him. But no no no. It just he's being a fucking weirdo. <laughs> he is, and I, I god damn it, I kind of like it now. <laughs> um and so he goes to the nunnery, the the sword nunnery um <laughs> where they teach you sword fighting for some reason uh and he picks up the kid and the kid's now an australian man yeah uh he's big he's like yeah good day picard <laughs> he's he's somewhere between legolas and the one guy from black eyed peas with the long hair um <laughs> yeah oh and god picard asks him wow. uh if if he'll join his cause and he says no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so Picard goes out into the square, and these Romulans whoa, 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 start let, Let's 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 slow down because we did it. So he's reunited with. Well, I guess there's nothing to say. <laughs> well, no, he's, he's he's talking him into him. He's trying to talk him into the thing, and he he lays out what yes. the situation is, and I uh, and they address something face to face, head on, directly, and I appreciate it. Where he goes, why do you need my help? And he goes. I'm an old man, and I can't look after myself. So you're a young. <laughs> uh, Tom, you're I think a you're lad. <laughs> Will you protect Oi, me? Why do you need my help? <laughs> why need Hitha? Stella, it's Australian or no? What the fuck is their beer? Foster, it's Australian for beer. Was was Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life Australian or mm. Kiwi? He was Australian. Because he said uh, Australian. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mr. Big Hit. Yeah. Um yeah. so Australian kid legitimately does say no. <laughs> and and Picard uh goes out into the square. So it's set up that there's like Romulans only signs and stuff. And I had an I had an issue with this scene because yeah Picard 
because it was dumb anyway <laughs> well well uh, <laughs> I, I with with the motivation in the scene i like the scene overall um picard like rips down the sign and enters in and everything tries to order something he is fully antagonizing these people <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like fully which i'm like okay i i can dig this but then when confronted he's like oh I, I, i'm so sorry i don't don't understand his motivation yeah, I mean, he he rips down their sign. He goes in and st- and walks all over it. <laughs> yeah, he steps on it, and then he goes and he sit. He he tries to greet people. He tries to order something. They're obviously not having it. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, an "Hello, I'm Karen. here for the sex tourism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck your sign." <laughs> and then he's just like a Karen, like, "Why aren't you serving me? I'm a paying customer." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you'll find it's why aren't you serving me? I'm a paying customer. <laughs> why aren't you serving me? I'm a paying customer. That was that was my Adam driver. Yeah, baby. Why aren't you serving me? You make me so horny, baby. Uh, so, so a a guy, a, a, a random guy who just happens to be a retired Romulan senator. Well, I, I think I think <laughs> I pictured like fucking Jeff Flake being. The, the guy who would get all pissed off, he's a retired senator, and now Jeff Flake is going to fight you with a sword. This guy is the Jeff Flake of Romulus. I, I, I like the scene, though, because it's like, it's the whole, the story of, like, a refugee who used to be, like, a doctor or, like, this important man who is now uh, completely stripped of all of that. I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of liked that. I don't know, like how they got there, but I kind of did like that. Uh, we, and they also so, hinted, yeah, he did, they hinted at it with uh, in their exposition conversation powwow at the chateau uh, that there's like like a somewhere between a proud boy and Romulan Isis sort of like a new Romulan <laughs> radical group and maybe he's kind of part of it yeah. maybe that's why he had a fucking uh, uh, a cutlass <laughs> yeah. like fucking Errol Flynn you know like uh, yeah. Yeah, now I want Jeff Flake to start fighting people with swords. <laughs> I, I hope the audience gets that reference. I'm I'm falling a little <laughs> flat in my civics lesson. But then he, they have a really interesting bit of uh, dialogue where he kind of lays out his grievance with Picard. Uh, and I'm not sure if, you know, uh, if Picard says this at this juncture, but at the earlier juncture at the nunnery, where it's just like, I let, I let perfection be the enemy of the good, mm. and. Uh, uh, he's like, you're angry. I let you down. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Getting worse. Uh, and then he's just like, here's a sword. Someone else's performance is quite consistent, you'll find. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no. I, um, so they they go to have a sword fight. And they're, they're like all sprinkled in. There are all these very picard moments that picard he has his cake and eats it too because they start to sword fight and he like blocks him and stuff and then tosses the sword down i love that he's like i'm not fighting you (laughs) stop late (laughs) (laughs) uh and then the romulan guy is like yeah no romulan jeff flake is like yeah no fuck you i'm gonna kill you anyway (laughs) and then there's a shrink slice sound and then his fucking head falls off. Yeah, and he has because uh, do I, I'm, Australian I'm not, Legolas. I'm not as deep into this. 
Do, did we know before that Romulans have green blood? <laughs> we did. Okay. We did. As, we as, did, yeah. That's as do Vulcans. That's that's pretty okay. canonical. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's why uh, Bones would always call Spock a, a green-blooded Vulcan. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, but before the very cliched slink and then the head slowly falls off, uh, the uh, Australian Legolas black-eyed P-boy shows up and goes, uh, uh, Cheese life, f- friend. Uh, and I, I was genuinely confused. Choose, he, choose a job. Uh, choose life. I wasn't sure if he was saying that to Picard. Like, choose life. Pick up the sword. Or is he, oh he, no, no, he was. It was talking to the guy. He was saying, like, listen, dude, we don't need to end this with your green blood uh, <laughs> spilling out your neck, dude. Like, he was saying it in a badass way. But you can't be that badass when you have a. A soft Australian accent <laughs> and a ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. He was all uh, no. He, you guys are misunderstanding. He said choose life because he was trying to get him off heroin. Yes, <laughs> he's a heroin addict in fucking Edinburgh. Head off. Uh, see, I I like yeah. the action in the scene because it's all quick and you know what I mean. It's it's not an epic action scene. It's no like this is how you know an effective swordsman handles this it's very much like uh sanjuro no 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 i would have i was just gonna say i would have preferred a sanjuro fucking uh geyser of green (laughs) blood coming out of the guy's head (laughs) i mean i liked it was it was good he did some flippy shit and cut a bunch of people's dicks off but uh i just i'm so tired of the schlink and then like a guy slowly falls in half or his head falls off or something no give me some of that fucking sweet sanjuro uh 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 Kill by extinguisher. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I so I, I think this was not a bad scene, but possibly the the weirdest scene of the episode. But I think it served its purpose. Uh yeah. So So Legolas guy pledges his sword to Picard, um, and we find out later that he, those the that order only pledges their cause to uh, or pledges themselves to um, impossible causes or like losing causes. Which that's awesome. Before that's that, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a that was a really cool moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was I that was a really effective bit of uh, walking dialogue that I liked. Uh, like 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 vintage vintage Spielberg or something, you know. Whereas just I think Allison Pill asks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where he's like. Oh, why did he agree to help you? Well, he thought uh, our cause met uh, his criteria. Uh, Allison Pill's like, <laughs> it's just going to change as I go. Uh, what what criteria is that? They only pledge <laughs> to lost causes. They only pledge themselves to impossible causes. I just, I like, you're, you're consistent because you're doing a bad Patrick Stewart that sounds like Orson Welles. <laughs> I've now switched to now trying to do an Orson Welles. Uh, but before that, they had another thing, which, uh, God, come on, with the cliches from Indiana Jones to Star Wars, where it's like, like, look, where uh, he cuts off the bad Romulan or the good Romulan guy's head. Uh, and then one of his friends goes, uh, uh, what good is a sword with a handy blaster at your side? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like Indiana Jones yeah. pulling his revolver on the guy in somewhere in the Arab world uh, and just shooting him. Uh, so, yeah, another little cliche. But then we go back onto the space boat. And we get to see he was not wearing his sombrero, <laughs> but we got... <laughs> 
Mexican gunner um, hospitality man. He's doing a Speedy Gonzalez voice. Yes, in a, I think, pretty damned effective uh, space fight. Yeah. Yes. So the planetary defense system and the Romulan bird of prey mm-hmm. are, or is it a Klingon bird of prey? Uh, no, it's a Romulan. Uh, 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 Romulan bird of prey. Klingons have war birds. Okay. Yeah. Um, the bird of prey goes oh. to fight them with the planetary defense system also kicking in. Uh, so they're gonna get their asses kicked, and then a mysterious ship starts saving them it's like who is it who is it let's beam them aboard it's about to get blown the fuck up uh and that's where picard catches himself and he's like oh shit i'm not a captain anymore <laughs> i was damn it uh so if i get too self-conscious i can't do any impressions uh so uh real quick uh uh, uh no i'm not gonna call him that uh long-haired even sexier i, I like I like how the He's more kind of like uh, the more masculine he gets, the more casual and Spanish he gets. Like <laughs> this guy literally only speaks Spanish. Uh, Didn't that guy also have his shirt off? He he was wearing a he was wearing a muscle shirt, a greasy oh, okay. muscle shirt with long greasy hair, and he was just like slouched back speaking Spanish. I don't know. Um, they were speaking Spanish to each other, which I thought was kind of an interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- I feel like they lifted this straight out of uh, a fucking Star Fox level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I was I mean? ready to see Andros and his big hands yeah. clapping. <laughs> Do a barrel roll, uh, and then you know the friend f- ship comes in. They uh, they she saves their bacon. Spoiler alert. Uh, and then her ship. Spoiler about alert! To- it's she. And uh, they beam her on board, and oh look, it's Jerry Ryan. Ah, it's seven, seven of nine. nine. That was good. Also, he's so here's the thing. He says seven of nine in like an odd voice. So that seven either means so I haven't watched nine? Voyager. Uh Tom. So oh. at Voyager, do they get back to the star system at the end? Do they get back like they go back home? They do. They do. It's a weird time travel y thing. They do make it back to the Alpha Quadrant. Um although this, okay. is, this is in the beta quadrant. So you know, bunch of fucking blue pills. Uh and uh thank you. Uh, and then uh, uh, they also, like I, I, I checked it out again, like I thought was the case, uh, incoming back, Janeway uh, did a thing that just fucked up the Borg shit and sent the Borg reeling. Um, okay. I, I think she even like straight up fucking like phaser blasts the uh, the drone queen uh, killing her butt. Anyway. <laughs> And then yeah, she goes. So that, I mean, I guess that's my question: is would he have known? Um, so I guess like once, so they get back at the end, and I guess when they get back, they become, I guess, famous or something. Like that's how he knows seven yeah, of nine. I think so. And then, uh, and then she's like, "You owe me a ship, Picard," and then she faints. Uh, and by the way, Jerry Ryan, looking great. Oh my god! Yeah. Looking fantastic. Looking fantastic. Um, and that's the that's the end of the episode. That is. Yeah. Notice they didn't get back uh, uh, Kate Mulgrew for <laughs> this stuff. Oh God, she's she's fucking nuts, man. Like she she's is... she's a dingbat. <laughs> uh, she has one of my favorite quotes from Trekkies, which is, "What I love about Star Trek is that uh, you get to infuse science with magic." <laughs> <laughs> 
that wasn't bad, but you have to you have to admit that was only ten percent different from any of your other impressions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Um, but the end of the episode, and so we get the preview. Should do we want to do our grades week's first? Episode. Let's do the grades first, and then we'll get to that. Okay, okay, grades first. Um, Justin, I'll I'll go first. Um, I I. Really, really liked this episode. I think um, it's possibly goofier, as goofy as it's ever been. Um, and I think we're we're really building momentum. Um, here's a thing that I realized: this is the first time in this series, really, that we've we've been in space. <laughs> we're in space, and that's what Star Trek is. It is. It is not on earth and so that's that's where i think we're really uh um uh kicking it off here um it, i give it an a minus i really this has been my favorite episode uh so far and i think it, it it very much has to do with the writing uh of this episode um which makes me really feel bad for the director of the first uh the first few because i think she had a she did some really great stuff with some bad writing and this shows you what this show can be with with some good uh some good writing so and yeah. our big baby boy jonathan frakes behind the camera jonathan frakes we'll get to it <laughs> uh so i you know same thing i've been saying a lot if you handed me a script and just like i read bullet points of the script uh of plot I would have, uh, yeah, that's pretty solid. We're building, we're going, you know, it's kind of like a classic, like, journey tale, you know, we're, we're gaining friends along the way. Uh, I, I like some of the lore that they're uh, creating, uh, but there's, it's a stylistic, and it's something that I'm probably going to have to get over watching this show, but there's a stylistic difference with, like, modern cinematography and just, like, little, mm. it's also my complaint with Star Wars, the new the Star, Star Wars sequels, where, like, they, they miss some of, like, that, like, deep in the folds kind of uh tone uh for instance just little shit like during the space fight they're leaning back and forth and then they say the words inertial dampeners but like it's i feel like it's an established thing in the star trek universe that uh obviously to make any of these maneuvers would incur g-forces that would just turn you into a puddle so you know you experience no g-forces inside of a maneuvering star trek ship because they have artificial gravity and they've just sorted that shit out. But as they're making all the turns, they're all like banking in their chairs because it's more exciting and cool. But it's these, these little tone things that kind of bug me. But then again, I, I like the plot. So I'm going to I feel like this is going to be my most common grade. B plus. Uh, Justin, I, I will have you know, mm-hmm. I was ready and raring to give this a C plus. Jesus. And say I, that I didn't like it very much. Really? But you you talked me up to a B. All right. There are th- there are things that I was sure that I didn't like until you kind of explained your perspective on it, and then I was like, oh, that is kind of what it's doing. Um, I still think that the scene where they slide on the floor is goofy as balls, mm-hmm. and love I'm not sure what it's door. doing there. Love light, open the door. Um, yeah, they they're either playing that or Salisbury Hill, um, or the first part of your but, move by uh, Genesis. Yes, yeah, uh, but I 
hold up. Anyway. And I'm also not convinced by Australian Legolas guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. We haven't had a lot of time with him. Yeah, so he's either a bad actor or they haven't given him a lot to do yet. Um, Both but probably. you know what? <laughs> but you know what? And there's the big seven of nine cameo at the end. That was really cool. And you know, well, I'll I'll get it to a, a B. Solid. And now let's talk about the preview for next week. Yes. Oh boy. I so okay, when I saw this, I I literally I've been I was sitting there enjoying the TV show, which looks like a uh slug on a log, just sitting there and watching the television. Uh, with uh, Cheetos on my belly. <laughs> and, and as soon as the preview for the next episode happened, I stood up and started clapping. <laughs> yeah. It looks like classic TNG goofball shit. Classics. He's wearing a fucking eye patch. <laughs> there is some sort of costume ball that's happening, and they have to do a heist. I think. And they're wearing fucking uh, something between a pimp suit and zoot suits. <laughs> like It looks awesomely oh goofy. It, it's, the, it's the promise of Star Trek, and they are fulfilling the promise. That's the thing I was, I was worried the most about, that it's 2020. You know, we've had Breaking Bad. We've had, you know, you know. Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. Everything's dark and gritty. We've had uh, Batman v Superman. You know, it's dark and gritty, and and I was like, they they wouldn't allow this world to be fucking stupid as shit, <laughs> <laughs> and they're doing it. So you can follow us on all the things: Twitter, Instagram, uh, Gmail, uh, Platlads Pod at all of those leave us a review five stars on all of the things uh email us any of your questions concerns doodles and boodles um comments concerns criticisms or witticisms that's exactly what i said and um you know this has been a, a really um uh illuminating episode Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he Justin made me like a thing <laughs> instead of double down on hating it. Yeah, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought I would get you there with the second episode, but I look back on the second episode and I actually like it less than I liked it the first time. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> All right, boys. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Uh, engage. Nah, god damn it. Uh, ah! Ah!